two shows in one day. Actually, we're going to do three. Maybe four. Why not? What's up, everybody? Ooh, now he's mad. I love getting away. This is how I get around the copyright police, is I play cover songs. <laughs> Gotta have music to start the show. Or you can just put me on an FM station that way I have access to music and I can play anything I want. I want that. I got to figure out how to do that. Bam Bam. What's up, Bam Bam and Bobby? How you doing, Jimmy the Ninja? Good to see you, buddy. All right. Well, enough of that already. Golly. Call me, maybe. Anyway, what's up? This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Again, want to give a big shout out to the TuneIn audience. Yes. We got picked up by another platform yesterday. I'm very, very excited. So tune in, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play. What is up, Anchor? What is up, everybody? I love the podcast audience. You guys are terrific. Thank you for the downloads. We are growing every day because of you. And, of course, everybody watching right now on YouTube and Facebook, what is up? Good to see you guys. This is round two. Our last show with Elena Skinner was Awesome. She's she's just a delight. She's a, an amazing, lovely human being. Uh, we have a really great guest that's coming on here in a second. Uh, but I do want to say again that this is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude brought to you by Anton J. Are you looking to create predictable, sustainable income? Anton J. will make your business better and you will get the credit. If you or someone you know has a business who is not meeting its potential, it would help to have the microphone in front of my face and does not have the infrastructure to support its growth. Call 619-394-6725. Anton J has been described as guardian angels because the fit, they fix the past and safeguard the future. Um, we have a great guest guys. Again, I want to give you that phone number again to call 619-394-6725. And quite honestly, look, here's the deal. If you know anybody that is just wanting to create sustainable, predictable cash flow, hit me up. I don't personally do this. I'm not the wizard at all. But the cool thing about what I do and what I do professionally is that I have unlimited resources. I have resources that in every industry, whether it's entertainment, uh, if you're looking for a copywriter, if you're looking for distribution for a product, if you're looking to get on TV, uh, if you're looking for attorneys, if you're looking for, I don't know, if you're looking for, to invest in cannabis or CBD, um, I got you. Like I, that's what I do. I am the world's mayor because I connect people and I put people together, um, and I enjoy it. It's something I genuinely am, am passionate about: creating win-win scenarios for people and helping people reach their dreams. Because let's face it, have ha, let me ask you something: Have we all been there where we have a need and we're like, "Well, oh my God, who's going to help me?" 
And sometimes that one thing you need is the very thing that is keeping you from going and reaching your maximum potential, you know, and it could be that connection to help you get on TV with a product or if you're wanting to build your own personal brand. You know, I, I like this. I like this because, you know, sales is not my I'm not a sales guy. I don't the science of sales. I can appreciate it. I, I you know, think it's something that, you know, it's for other people. For me, I like to connect people. I like to help people make win win, uh, create win win scenarios. That it's something I deeply care about. Um, I don't know where our guest is yet, but I'm going to read something that I read today. Oh, no, I hope I didn't complete it. I completed it. Oh, no. I wanted to read you guys something, and it's gone because I completed it. I was going to read you something on my devotional today. But it was about – so I, I there's a really cool devotional that I love because a lot of people struggle with finding the purpose and, and, and being um, – well, just owning the fact that they've got a purpose and they've got something that they were created and meant to do – and people struggle with it. And like, and in me being someone, good morning, Jim Weaver, um, me being someone that's very passionate about, you know, vision and purpose and helping other people reach their vision. It, it, it's something that I, I, I care about a lot. But even me, like I read about it almost every day. Like there's not a day that goes by that I'm not reading something about vision and purpose. Let me see what this up. We're going to play Russian roulette with a devotional and see if there's anything in here that I think would be beneficial to you. Um, no, let's go to, let's put this in here real quick. So how's everyone doing today? Oh, another thing, everyone plug your, plug your, um, plug your businesses. That would be awesome of you to do. Okay. We're going to start this. I'm going to read it to you because I, I found it. So it's day five. It's this. Okay. Bear with me. So how, I, how do I discover God's purpose for my life? Look carefully at the three circles you've identified. Okay, so you're looking at your core values, your spiritual gifts, and your past experiences. Okay, how do three such different areas relate to each other? Are you ready? Bring your three circles together. Remember, your, your, your core values, your spiritual gifts, and your past experiences. And yes, and something that's very, I want to be very, very clear. Oh, he's here. Cool. We're going to talk about this after we're done. But the point of this is you're going to take those three things because your past, your past circumstances, like everything that you've been through in your life is part of your purpose. They happened, did not happen on accident. Yeah. All that bad stuff that happened to you, you get to use it for your purpose. You get to use it. I mean, I'm serious. All the bad stuff, you get to use that. That's part of your purpose. So we're going to talk about that. After our amazing guest, this dude is awesome, by the way. I've been watching him on social media. I'm a fan already. Had the privilege of talking to him on the phone. And I'm like, this guy's the real deal. But, and he also sent me literally the world's smallest bio. So this is, this is going to be easy for me to read, I hope. <laughs> so it, Ulysses, Osu, is it Osuna? Oh, God, he's going to kill me on that one. Is a 21-year-old PR strategist and founder of Influencer Press, a PR firm that manage, pu- manages publicity for influencers and a few clients worth over $100 million. That's his bio. But that's like, he just dropped the mic. But this is going to be awesome, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, Ulysses. Is it Usana? Usana? 
Usuna. It's it's Osuna. 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 Yeah. Man, I'm going to learn. One of these days, I'm going to learn how to speak a language other than Oklahoman. Anyway, how you doing, my man? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Well, it's so good to have you. And But first things first, my man, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for my team today. So I, I woke up and, and I told them, like, we have, because we have, like, a deadline of, like, six months to hit us. Oh, no. Oh, Wi-Fi monsters. Do you have bad Wi-Fi? <laughs> Am I frozen or is it him? Oh, no. We got to look at this. I'm going to go on the computer. Am I frozen? He's frozen. Oh, no. Okay. So he's talking live, but be live froze. So is he moving now? Now he's moving. Okay. Now he's moving. We're back. Be live two days in a row. Be, you're there. Yes, I'm here. Be, I, I'm, I almost had to go off on BeLive again. Um, if, it, it's a good thing I don't have a publicist because they would have to fire me after what I was about to say. Okay, so <laughs> go ahead. Start over if you don't mind, please. All good, yeah. So I'm grateful for my team. <laughs> like I woke up today and I told them like something last night. I was like, you know what? We have six months to accomplish something. But I realized that we actually have four months to accomplish it. Um, and instead of them like, oh, crap, like we only have four months, their, um, their reaction was like, what do we have to do? So I love that. Like, I love the fact that like, instead of, you know, saying like, instead of having a negative mindset, they were very much like in it to win it. So I'm very grateful for my team. Okay. So let me ask you, did you hire that people like that? Or did you teach them? Did you, everyone has that in them, but did you teach them that mindset or did they have it upon hiring them? Because either way, it shows the leader that you are. But I want it's going to help me understand what kind of leader you really are because they're, they're, it's two different mindsets. I agree. I, I did not hire them like, like that. Um, in fact, I'm not, I'm not that good of a leader. Like, I, I don't think I'm that good of a leader. I'm more of like an implementer. So, when, um, so I had to teach this to them because they would ask me for help. They'd be like, how do I get out of this funk, out of this mindset? So we would go through that. We would, we would develop like morning rituals and, and things that they can like, bring them back to like reality and ground them. So it was definitely taught, but I'm glad that I had, that I was able to teach them that because um, it helps me out. Wait a second. Did you do leader? Do you, did you do emotional intelligence training? Cause you said two things there that triggered that thought to me. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Never mind. Every time yeah. I hear someone say grounding, I go, Oh, okay. Not a lot of people know what that term really means. So that's impressive. So who taught you? Um, and really quick, I just want to give a real a shout out to everyone listening right now on the radio. You can join us over at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Um, but thank you guys, the tune in audience, uh, which is new to the show. Thank you guys so much for listening today. They're listening live. Uh, thank you. We are with an amazing human being here. So I, I just want to make sure that you guys can come over here and join in the conversation. But how did you where did you you say you're not a good leader, but you had the vision to know that you need to install this into your team because you guys are you it's not like you're you're a PR uh you know your PR agent and the people that you're representing are like D-list celebrities. Right. Like you're working with people that are influencing the world in a big way. So for you to have the vision to say I'm going to work with them, I'm going to breathe life into them. I'm going to teach them these tools so that we can go on and grow and build this amazing company together 
is something. So where did that come from for you? Um, for me, it's that vision of, of like, I just want to become the best. And I know that like my team might not have that same vision, but they have the vision of they want to grow. They don't want to be in like the same place. So if I'm able to kind of sharecase that, then they're able to get that energy off of me. But if, if I if I don't portray that energy, then it's really hard for them to just be like motivated in general, just because, you know, them working for me is not really like it's it's an ideal scenario, but it's not like their goal. Right. It's not like their dream that they're doing. Um, so it, it is something that I have to like I that I have to install in, in, in people. But I also learned from like a very like young age that when I was working for somebody else, every time I felt included in something that I felt like I was a part of something bigger, I would I would go out of my way to do things that I would never do. Um, just because I felt like it was beneficial for like everybody and because I played a major part. But if I felt insignificant, then I wouldn't do much. Wow. So where, but who installed this discipline in you? Yeah. So um, my first mentor ever, his name is Sterling Griffin. Um, this dude, he has this very powerful mindset where he demands and he creates things like out of existence. Like if he wants, um, like if he wants, you know, more money or whatever it is, he, he has like this power of like focus. Um, and, and he's able to like create that in his life just because he believes it and he acts upon it and he has the mentality of like, um, like how will I get this done instead of like, you know, um, that other mindset of like, Oh, I'm not sure if I can get it done. So just being like being a, a mentee of his and kind of going through that, you just, you just kind of like automatically just get some of those characteristics just sure. by being with him all the time. So when I was being with him, I was like, you know what, I can create this stuff that I want. Um, like if it's meant to be, it's up to me, right? A lot of the things that that happened in my life is because I'm taking responsibility for them, not because of the circumstances. So that was, that was huge. I love that. So tell us about your morning routine. We just had our, our, our guest from the first show uh, today has this incredible, I, I'm obsessed with everyone's morning routine. And I think it's more because I, I know how much I care about mine and how mine prepares me. So I'm, I'm obsessed about other people and what they do, because if I can improve mine, I want to do it. Tell us about your morning routine and what you do every day to get you in that mindset where you're ready to seize the day. Yeah, I, that's a great question, dude. So mine is huge. Like that's a big factor of my day. Um, so this is what I do. I'll wake up in the morning and right from, right when I wake up, um, I'll drink a, a bottle of water. Um, that way it just like energizes me. And then after that, I go on my laptop and I have a list of quotes that I just read myself constantly. And some of them are pretty harsh. Like, like one of them is, um, is it says something along the lines of like, don't deprive, um, like you only live once and don't deprive your mom of what she loves the most. And that's, that's me, like, or not me, but like her, her kids, right. Her family. Um, and I found that in my early days of doing entrepreneurship, I would, I would deprive her of that love of like having her be my mom. Um, so now I, I realize and I ground myself that like, okay, like this is something that's actually very, very important. And I have other I have other quotes. And then one quote um, I have actually tattooed on me because it's super important. It says, um, it's a test. So that quote, and if I'm going through anything in life, that quote will bring me back to reality. Oh my gosh. I love, it's so simple, but it's true. Yeah. It's, you're right. It's a test. Like Any, if you're pissed off, upset, you failed, you're frustrated, you're confused, you don't know a way out. It's a test. Yep. What then, a what a mental trigger that is. It's a test. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not gonna kill me. It's a test. Oh, okay. Let's go. 
Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yep, you get it. That's so cool. What else is there besides the quotes? Anything else? Yeah, and then I have a list of like, uh, or not a list, but like, um, like, uh, like a folder of just um, videos, like motivational videos. So Mm -hmm. I'll watch like two or three that are like three to five minutes long, and then after that, I'll I'll go into like vision mode. So I'll try to envision myself like where I want to be be at. And then I, I use the act as if principle. I act as if I'm already that person. I act as if, I, if I'm already there, what move would I be making and all that type of stuff. So it's very important that I get like my morning routine down because throughout the day, I just crush it. That is amazing. And you're 21. Yeah. I look older though because of the beard. <laughs> yeah, the beard helps, right? Um, no, and I, that, that's amazing. And you said something too is when I was younger and you were re- referencing your mom and how – and it, it's so cool because that basically means you started entrepreneurship. You started the hustle young. How, un, how important is it to you to, to, to reach out and mentor other entrepreneurs or to be of support to them? Um, yeah, I guess that's the question. <laughs> yeah. So in the, in the, in the, um, now it's easier. Now it's just a time issue. But before, when I felt like I still needed something to prove or when I I still felt like I wasn't there yet or I needed to hustle it out and just not talk to anybody, then it was a lot. It was like it was more difficult for sure because people would ask me for advice on how to get on these publications. And I would totally just like um, just just leave them in the dust in a way. And I didn't think about it at the time, but I, I was in that position. I would ask for help and people would just like ignore me and stuff like that. Um, but I also understand like, oh, they were busy and all that type of stuff. But now it's a lot easier because I feel more, I feel more aligned with what I'm doing and I'm not so much in like a hustle mode. I'm more in like, okay, what moves the needle instead of just hustle, hustle, hustle. Um, so now it's a lot, it's a lot easier, but before then it was just me, 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 me. And that's it. Yeah. There's something to say about focusing out. And I, I know I, I, I've talked about this before on the show, but there was a period for me when I'd lost everything. I had a business deal. I blame myself, but I got screwed in a business deal. I should have seen it coming, but yeah. it's a whole other story. This is why, you know, partying and, and things like that, it can really affect your mind and your ability to use gifts that God gave you. And I didn't see what was happening, but I should have seen it. Like I should have known. And now I would see it. I would have seen it months before it would have happened. I never would have gone down that road in the first place. Yeah. Um, but I did. And I suffered the consequences for it and ended up homeless. And, yeah. and if it, but I remember there was a time during that I was so down and so depressed and hating myself, but it was because someone reached out to me and said, Hey, I've got an opportunity for you. I, I think you're, this is right for you. And um, because of that, it gave me the opportunity. In fact, it got to work the um, Emmys is what it was. And it, I got to get dressed up, got to go put on a suit, got to look fresh. And like, and, it, and that made me feel good. But it, it, was that, it was really the opportunity. And then to get to be around other people and then do my thing and connecting and getting to match and put things together, I was able to put together a deal that allowed yeah. me to no longer be homeless. And, and it was because of that moment, but it gave me hope. Right. Like I now have this, it's ingrained in me now where if I see another entrepreneur or somebody in need, I always ask every day on the show, how can I support you? How can I support you? Because odds are there's someone in my network that can help you. And I know what it's like to struggle as a business owner, as an entrepreneur of, of having a dream and having it fall flat on its face. 
Like we have to look up, look out for each other. There is enough abundance and enough wealth for everyone. We don't have to step on people's throats. We can collaborate and work together. And if we all rise together, guess what? We get to change the world together. And that's amazing. Dude, I agree. And and even on the phone call when we, you know, when we were having our phone call, like you actually did lead with that. Like, how can I support you? What are what is it that you're working on right now? Maybe somebody in my network can help you out. Like you were very giving. Um, and not too many people are like that. But but or genuine about it. Or, or genuine about it. Yeah, they just kind of want something else in return. Um, well, and you do have to learn how to take care of yourself. Like for the people that are like, how can I serve you? There is a balance between how can I serve you? But if there's something that you can do for someone where they're going to go off to make a couple million dollars, hey, you should get a piece of it. So you yeah. also have to be willing to go, hey, I'll take 10%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess, that's yeah. not saying that's not, but that's not coming from a bad place. That's coming from a place of, hey, there is value here, but there's going to be a lot of times that you serve and you help people that there is nothing and you get to be okay with that. Right. For sure. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. I wanted to make that point clear because there's a lot of things. If it's an introduction, like, hey, you know what? That's what we're all about. And you're doing amazing things. Like how in the heck did you get into this industry and start making these moves already because you're not working. Again, you're not working with D-list celebrities. You're working with the real deal. Like, wh- how did you get into this, and how did you rise so fast? Um, yeah, so thank, thank you for that, by the way. But uh, the way I got started is I was doing just general, like, online marketing stuff, like website design, capturing leads through websites, all that type of stuff. Um, and I knew like, right. I kind of always knew, like, if you align yourself with these big guys, you kind of rise to the top a lot quicker. Like you don't have to climb the corporate ladder. Right. Um, so when I was doing this, like website design and all that type of stuff, I got a gig with this guy named Jack Vale and he has a YouTube subscriber base of like 1 million um, subscribers. So like, it was a pretty big gig for me at 17 years old. So I got started in that. And then after helping him out, I had like a big, I had like a case study, right? And I had one big guy under my name. So I used that to get another big guy. And then I got, um, and then I got asked to like write for these publications, for like Entrepreneur Magazine, The Huffington Post, Business.com, all that type of stuff. And then as I was writing on these publications, I really, I quickly realized that a lot of people want that service. And yet it was super unsaturated. And you, you and I both know, like if something's super unsaturated, um, you can become a pioneer of that and get a majority of the money, right? You can kind of like dominate that space. So if, if, if it was super unsaturated, I knew like one of the quickest ways to like dominate the space was work with all of these influencers. That's why my business is called influencer press and not like mom and pop shop press or like automotive press, nothing like that. Right. It was, it was directly aligned and positioned. So I work with these top guys so that in the future, I am also aligned with those top guys and I kind of become one of them. Um, so that's what I did. I tried to work with every single influencer possible so that way I can kind of like dominate that before somebody else, a competitor comes in and takes, takes that business or takes that name. Um, yeah. How do you recommend influencers? I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that get stuck and the people that are trying to grow organically, you know, it's it's tough because you get people that have the bucks to kind of promote themselves, boost their posts, make themselves more visible. Right. And like I've done everything organically, which I have no issue with, because when the time comes for me to go hit the promote button, I'm going to do it. And yeah. it's going to be like and I'm but I'm what my strategy was 
and I don't even know why I'm telling people this, but whatever. I'm, I'm kind of an open. <laughs> I, I, my strategy from day one was that I was going to infiltrate every angle and every corner I could from every corner of the earth. Wow. So I was going to get on every single platform, everyone. I wasn't going to be Instagram famous. I wasn't going to be, it wasn't even about that. It was yeah. about, I'm going to have my tentacles everywhere so that I can, because I have a very globally minded mission. But by the time I'm in a position, because again, I, you know, it's rebounding from being homeless and just, you know, it's, it's been an adventure for me, but I knew what I could do for free. And I knew if I just stayed steady on my mission and my core values and what I believed in and didn't try to get, you know, fancy and start doing things that were not true to who I was. And I would establish the foundation of the brand by the time I could promote it. By the time I did meet that relationship that allowed me to, you know, go another level up, it then all of a sudden I have this foundation that is global and it's sustainable and it's something that I can build on and 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 do it the right way. That was my strategy. I didn't want to be one of those people that paid to get my 500,000 followers. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's not my thing. But how do you suggest, like for you, what is... The strategy, is there a a strategy that the influencers that you work with have that allows them to stay relevant? Like, are they constantly stretching themselves and growing or, or trying to expand? Like, what is the mindset of an influencer? Because they really are the modern day celebrity. They're, they're, in fact, they almost have as much authentic influence as a celebrity, if not more. I agree. I totally agree. And and you brought up a great point. Like they do have a strategy and they do have like a certain way that they think to stay relevant because you can kind of get to the top, but and then like what happens, right? You just fall off or whatever it is. So it's very important that you kind of stay there. Right. Um, so this is, this, is, they'll, this is what they'll do. If you notice all of the top people in their space, they hang out in the same space. Like they hang out, they hang around each other, right? Yeah. So they're like cross promoting each other, getting on, doing show swaps, getting on each other's shows. Um, cause they're always trying to stay relevant with other people's audiences and with the other top people in the space, because it just kind of like circulates. So for example, like if I was doing a podcast, I would not, I would not, well, well, um, I would try to go where the audience is already at. So right. I would already try, I, I would go to like, for example, like let's say business rock stars or something like that. Right. They do, they, they're, they host like a TV show. Um, what I would try to do is I would go to the main guy in charge. And I would kind of pitch him like a different storyline or, or like a podcast for his TV show. Since they're like one of the largest TV shows out there or not TV shows, sorry, radio shows out there, but they also do TV. I would just become the spokesperson for one of their shows because right away, even if I don't have that audience, I'm like infiltrating their audience and not like taking it, but I'm getting their audience to know me. So if I ever started something new, I would already start something with a built audience instead of just Know, starting from the beginning, starting from scratch, because that's really hard. Um, so they kind of they go where the audience is at, and they always try to like um, cross promote. So that's something that I, I would do too, right? I would try to be like on a TV show where I can get the audience, or I pitch somebody that has the audience, and then do something with them. So like, if, if you have a favorite influencer, I would go to them, say, "What would you think about a podcast? We do one of a, we do a podcast together. I manage everything." You just share it out to your audience and then boom, now you have their audience and you do the work of a podcast and you still, you're still aligned with your mission. It's just like, you know, you're just kind of, you're kind of, you're skipping the, the corporate ladder type thing again. Right. Like, straight to the top. There's no reason. And, and you'd be surprised too. If, um, 
reaching out to certain, like I have the next guest I'm booked out for, for the next two months solid. And, and I have some gaps later, but it's um like what I like and that, that it's at the regular hour, but I, I find that I enjoy doing the show so much. I sometimes do four shows. Like I, it's not a big deal <laughs> to me. I just like, I like doing this, yeah. but it's um you, if you reach out, to certain like celebrities or people that have a big influence, you would be shocked. A lot of people are afraid to ask. Right. You'd be shocked how many of them say yes. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. They love doing this too. They love doing content. They like being out there. And I, whether whether it comes from a genuine place or, or the fact that they just want to be seen everywhere all the time, it doesn't matter. The fact is, it doesn't hurt to ask them. I see a lot of people interviewing like then they do these shows and they're just on Facebook. They stay in the same circle. You got to like stretch out and you got to meet people and you got to like try to expand because you know what? Other people have other things to say too. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, yeah. And even if you're someone that doesn't have a huge following, there's a lot of really interesting, fascinating people out there that, you know, it, it will help broaden your horizons and broaden your scope and broaden your range of what you're trying to do. Um, for me, I, I believe that everybody has a story and everyone has a story that needs to be heard by somebody. And I love being that platform where I don't care if you are, you know, from a famous boy band or you're, you know, a billionaire or you're just a regular, you're a mom that, but you have a story where, you know, your son, your, your, your son passed away and what you've done with that, instead of being depressed and, and drugging yourself out of the misery, no, you decide to put on a benefit concert and you get Vanilla Ice and Digital Underground and people like that to show up and you're transforming the world. You're working with governments like everyone's got something that needs to be heard. And I really do like that platform and not discriminating. And yes, not everything is going to get as many downloads or as many views. Right. That's all right. That stuff comes. You know, eventually you get you, you can get to a, a, a point where it doesn't matter who's on your show because you're just at that place. And that's what I'm trying to get to, because I really do want to be that platform where I can prove that anyone, everyone is interesting and everyone has a story that we need to hear. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm working for. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, I don't want to talk to A-list people all the time. <laughs> it's not always that fun. It, yeah. it, like some of them are so they have their heads so far up their butt, you can't even have a normal conversation with them, you know? I like people that are, as, as Les Brown says, hungry. (laughs) So what what are you working on right now that you can talk about? Um, So we, we, we've done our, we've done a switch from like our agency model to more like of a done with you model. So we used to serve the influencer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the, The guy that has the following that has the money, all that type of stuff. But now we're serving the person that has a massive company, but yet has no personal brand. Because we found that, like, if we're able to give good results, great results to these, like, massive influencers, then imagine the impact that we can provide on somebody's life if oh, they have man. nothing. But yet, if they have that business credibility, we can blow them up massively, right? So that's, like, because um, I realized, like, with our agency, people were just getting pressed just to get pressed. They just wanted to get up for just to just to look good, right? But for me, I wanted something more, like, impact-driven, something more results-driven, Something to where like I have to strategize and and really help you out, um, and that's what like the new model accomplishes. So that it's called a uh, manufacturing influencers. So are you are you so that and you're putting them in the position to get endorsements? Are you helping them with endorsements as well? 
Um, yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, if you need help with that, that's kind of what I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I, I, I find that it's a lot easier to get endorsements for other people than it is for myself. So I, um, I don't know why that is, but it is, it's a lot of fun because honestly, and we going back to what we talked about before, the modern day celebrity, the influencer, they are just as important to brands as the celebrity is. And right. if anything, we know that the influencers, you line them up with products that they genuinely care about yep. and that they're using. And, and we know that, like the, the audience, the, the viewer, we know that they're really using the product it, because it started from a more pure, genuine place, right? Yeah. It wasn't, here's the check for 10 grand. It started from, hey, if you do this post on Instagram, I'll pay you 10% of everything you sell. That's how it started. Well, guess what? They got pretty motivated. They learned how to pitch products. They learned how to represent something that they really love. Like, oh, la, la, la. I really yeah. like this, yeah. you know? So it's it's fun because to me, at least my impression, I know there's some phony people out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what I love about this new change is that we are stepping into a much more authentic way of being where we have been so hungry as a society, like the Kardashians just crapped on reality. Reality TV really shifted our reality to make us go, we want reality. This isn't it. We are craving that. And so with our influencers, with what they talk about, it's starting to be such in demand that it's shifting the world. It's shifting how things are done. And I think it's for the better, but it's also giving everyone an opportunity to be a quote unquote influencer. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. A lot of, a lot of, and you know, it's, you know, it's weird. Or and funny as well. Like two years ago, um, you, you're aware of Ty Lopez, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, he had a pool party about two years ago, um, and the only way to get in was to have like a hundred thousand followers or more. I, I didn't have a hundred thousand followers at the time, but I was, you know, uh, managing these influencers and stuff like that. So when I went, all of these people, you're in the room of like people that run your favorite accounts and all that type of stuff that are big influencers. But what I found at the event is that there was literally like a handful of people that that grew everybody's accounts. So like everybody that was there, they went to like a group of people that really like pull the strings and then they kind of like grow each other's stuff. So um, like, yeah, everybody has the same like playing field to, you know, become big. But at the same time, like if you know those key people that can really help you out, they can really, really blow you up. Because I, for me, that was, that was like astonishing. Like, I was like, wow, like all these guys, like tons of followings, but yet there's like a group of people that everybody went to for their growth. Yeah. It's hard to do it alone. I mean, it's in that it's, it's a, it's a microcosm for really just life in general, your dreams, your vision. It's no different with social media. Like you can't, the thought of doing it alone, I I, I can tell you I've, I've tried and I, I've not been able to figure out YouTube to save my life. Um, <laughs> I have someone now that is blessed me with, you know, helping me with Twitter and it's, it's, there's a strategy for each and you really yeah. do need people to help you. Um, she's doing it out of the kindness of her heart, which is amazing. She has like 5,000, 500,000 followers. Wow. She's 70 years old, has 500,000 followers. And, and the reason why it matters is because when she goes to buy a car, they give her $10,000 off because she's going to post about it. She gets free hotel stays at the St. Regis. Like it, it, it matters. Like yeah. people, 
I wanted to, I'm stubborn about doing it organically, but I'm getting to that point of like going, man, there's some real perks out there for going, <laughs> having followers. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Like it's easier when you have that, right? People open up doors for you. People give you free products. Like you said, you, you get discounts on stuff. You get free nights um, at a hotel. Like life gets easier when you have that status. Um, and yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big like player of that. Like I love that type of stuff. Let me ask you, what what is the biggest challenge in what you do? Is it ego? Uh, yeah, it is. It is ego. Because um, a lot of these guys you're working with, right, they have the big followings. They have the money. So they feel like they deserve everything, right? <laughs> instead of like – instead of like, because um, like for example, let's say we wanted to get somebody published on Forbes. And because somebody's big, they're like, oh, yeah, like we deserve to be on that. So get it done now. Right. right? They don't understand like there's a process to this and they don't owe you diddly squat, right? Nobody <laughs> like regardless if you're this big guy or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to be like a humble and decent human being. So a lot of it is just managing those expectations. Yeah, it is. It's funny too. There, the diva quality can come out in anybody, but there's yeah. It's yep. just so. This is why it's so important that you know, that we all take the time to, to, to work on ourselves and to make that sure that we're right. And our intentions are pure because the one thing about this world that's changing, going back to what we were talking about before is that because there is such a desire for authentic authenticity and for a genuine nature about all of us. And because of millennials having, what's up, Jamie, um, because millennials have that mindset of collaboration and working together because they know what it's like. They watched, the, the economy crash and people lose everything. They know what it's like to be homeless or starving and not knowing where their meal is going to come from and seeing their parents dying for work. Right. So collaboration, working together, sharing, uh, that, kind, that mentality also breeds a mentality of being kind and giving and wanting to give back. So if you're one of these people that are on the come up and you're wanting to step on people's throats, guess what? You're not going to have a lot of time on the up. I promise yeah. you. And when you fall down the ladder of the success that you're trying to climb, you're not going to see people looking to help you because you are a butthole. Yep. I That's agree. True. Wow, man. So I want to know what's, what's the big, like right now you're doing this, you're helping. And I think it's amazing because you know, we, we, I, I do know a little bit about what you do um, because I, I work with a lot of the professionals that are seeking people like you. Like now you cannot be a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon without having a brand, an individual brand. You have to be bigger than what you're doing because your competition is doing it. And if they're not, they're getting left behind. If you're a real estate agent, you get to become a brand. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. It's not, hey, I'm going to post a picture of a house and and that's going to sell the house. No. You got to be on Facebook Live or on YouTube, and you're talking, you're pitching, you're po- like you're you're a ca- you're a character, but a genuine character, and you have to put yourself out there because that's how people are interacting now. It's different. So having someone like yourself to really make sure that they do the right thing, because let's face it, not everybody can jump in front of a camera and just spit and be like, "All right, we're on. I'm on point." You got to have a professional to work with you because it's not everyone's nature to step up and be a brand. But once you get going, like all of a sudden it's like, Hey, this is actually more fun than I thought. And this is a way more fun of advertising than, than the old way. 
but yeah. you have to get people. So that's why there's a need for people like yourself and what you guys are doing. And of course, you guys are proven you're not some schleps. You actually are working with people that are making things happen and you are making people the modern day celebrity that they desire to be. Right. Yeah. Thank you for that. And and it's really it is really important because I, I always put it this way. Like, um, are you are you familiar with like the Yeezy shoe brand? Yeah. I don't wear them. But yeah. People will fork out. People will fork out like a thousand or two thousand dollars more for a pair of shoes just because the shoes are associated with status. Right. They're associated with Kanye West. So, so right. The same thing applies, right? Like for you, me, like if if um if somebody has the budget and they're going to to somebody that does Facebook ads, nine times out of ten, they're going to choose the Facebook ads guy that they know and that that has a personal brand over the other guy, regardless if the other guy is better than um than the guy that you know of, just because he has that personal brand, right? Because you know him, you have that mere exposure effect. Um, so that's why branding and personal branding works every single time because. People go to people that they know, like, and trust. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Well, I, listen, I am, um, I'm so grateful that you came on the show today, man. I, I appreciate your time very much. I'm a big fan um, of you and what you're up to. You're, it's inspiring because I – look, I mean, you're never too young to start the hustle. Um, you know, my, my dad didn't, I, I, I wrote a blog, it was one of my first blogs, uh, were just, was called just buy me Jordan's dad. And I was 13 <laughs> and my dad, we had the money at that time and he would not buy me Jordan's. I was so mad. He's like, get a job. I'm like, how am I going to get a job? I'm 13. What the heck? And he goes, well, if you want them bad enough, you'll find a way. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And somehow I found a job and, and I remember earning that money. And it was making $3.25 an hour working at a place called Pitch and Putt in Oklahoma City. And and I I, I ended up getting the money to buy Jordans, but then I didn't go buy the Jordans. I, I, I was like, wow, I had to work my ass off to get this. Funny. I'm, like, I'm not buying Jordans. I made $3.25 an hour. No, the math does not work here. Um, yeah. But I, I learned that hustle, that, that, that the work ethic and what it was like. And so seeing someone like yourself that's 21 – but really have a, a maturity in this game and the way that you are elevating other people is inspiring to me. So anything I, we can do on the show to support you, anything I can do for you personally, let me know, man. I, I'm a big fan rooting for you all the way. And, uh, you know, God bless you, bro. Thank you, dude. Thank you. And you, you having me on this show is helping, is, is helping me out. So I appreciate you having me on. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Oh, make sure um, – if you don't, if you don't mind, pl- plug your website in the yeah. in the comments, and that way people know how to find you. For sure, for sure. All right, my man. Well, God bless. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. See you. Bye. All right, guys. So that, he, yeah, that dude's amazing, right? Amazing. So he's gonna plug his information, and in. you guys check it out um, because odds are you're out, you know someone that needs that service. I know Angela, you work with a bunch of doctors. Uh, Jamie, you work with a lot of doctors. So I want to finish what I was saying about the purpose, okay? So how do you discover God's vision for your life? You look carefully at three cir- the three circles, uh, the core values, your spiritual gifts, and your past experiences. And as I was saying before, yes, your past experiences do have uh, play a big role in your purpose. So you bring the three circles together. You find the place where they, they meet together. In almost every case, there's one identifiable sweet spot where these life-shaping 
arenas of your life come together. Look where your circles overlap. That's where you find your purpose or chazon. God knew exactly what he was doing when he created you. God gave you core values, gifts, and experiences. And where those overlap is where his purpose or chazon for your life explodes in spontaneous spiritual combustion. And it's no joke. Like that in itself, I could stop reading there. That would be enough. But so the, um, so the first time that this is Craig, Pastor Craig's reading this, the first time I overlaid the three important spheres of my life, core values, spiritual gifts, and talents, and past experiences, I was amazed at what I learned. When I do it now, I can see even more clearly the way those three circles in my life reveal important truths about my purpose. That overlap explodes God's purpose for me or you. So take several minutes, ask God for guidance, then start dreaming. Write your thoughts on a piece of paper, answering each question. Question number one, if money were no object and I could do anything I wanted for the rest of my life, what would I do? Write it down. Write it down. I'm serious. Or tell me. Besides loving, caring for, and ministering to those who are important to me, what is the number one thing I believe God wants to accomplish through me? That is such an important question. What do you believe God wants to accomplish through you? That means his gifts that he gave you. It means your past experiences, your your spiritual gifts, your core values. How do you get to use those? What do you believe is possible? Even maybe not possible, but like it's just such a far out dream. Like if it was limitless, I could accomplish this. Ask yourself that because I assure you, you can get there. This is an important next step. Even if it made you very uncomfortable, please understand one very important point. Important point: When God gives you a dream, you will be anything but comfortable. Why? Because God's vision for you is bigger than you can imagine and impossible for you to do it on your own. I'm going to read that again. God's vision for you is bigger than you can imagine and impossible for you to do on your own. That's why we collaborate, folks. God's vision for your life is such that when you see it, your first thought will be, how can I possibly do this? And if it's not, try harder. The truth is you can't. God will call you to do something you cannot do on your own. So you will have to take a step of faith into the unknown. The only way you'll accomplish it is to trust God. That way, when God accomplishes his purpose through you, God will get all the credit. So how many of you struggle with your purpose? How many of you are struggling with reaching your dreams? How many of you are scared of your vision? If you're not, I I challenge you today to do that. Like I challenge you because that exercise alone will get you on your way. I'd love to know who who's doing it. I'd love to know. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching today. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for the love. I really, really am grateful for all of you. Um, you mean a great deal to me. So thank you, Stitcher audience. Thank you, um, TuneIn Radio, that, which are, is brand new for us. Really excited. But all of the old shows are on TuneIn. Uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play. God bless you guys. And, of course, everybody watching right now on Facebook, Um, You guys are a blessing to me and uh, really, really, really thank you. All right, guys. Peace.